Welcome to InsureTalk, the podcast where we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information. And now, let's make it happen. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabic, and I am the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Devi Mahante, Head of New Product Development and Innovation at USAA. Devi is a seasoned executive with an impressive background in strategy. Formerly at the Hartford, another great Guidewire customer, he was the head of enterprise strategy, innovation, and strategic ventures. The focus of today's discussion will be on fostering innovation in insurance. Hello, Debbie. Thank you for joining my podcast. Hey, Laura. Great to connect with you and looking forward to our conversation today. Wonderful. Hey, Debbie, tell our listeners about USAA and your role there. USA is about a 100-year-old company that started as a financial services company for military members, people who have served this great country. And the history of USA is innovation. This was in 1920s, and military members were having a hard time finding insurance products for their families. And a few officers got together and formed USA as a company that would serve military members and their families. Today, USA is essentially a diversified financial service services company. We have a bank, a life insurance business, and a property and casualty insurance business. We are the fifth largest PNC company in the country, and our mission is to ensure the financial security of our members. So I had the privilege of working with the USAA team during your evaluation of Guidewire. I vividly remember your leadership team taking the time to describe to me the unique challenges of USAA members and how those challenges differ from policyholders insured by other carriers. So they described a telephone call from a member in a war zone. You could hear the explosions in the background. The member was calling the member service rep just to make a simple policy change. Can you describe the unique challenges your members face and how are you developing new product innovations to address those unique challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. And as I mentioned in my opening remarks, our history goes back to the fact that we got started as a company which was trying to meet the unique challenges of military members. And in those days, the members of the military were considered higher risk and had a hard time getting insurance products from the carriers of those days. So kind of the DNA of the company is thinking about the uniqueness of this group of members. And by the way, we call USA customers members because they are part of the family. So the DNA of the company is to think about what are the unique needs of our members and how do we solve for those. So one of the things that you all probably nowadays use is, you know, when you get a physical check, which is becoming a rarer and rarer thing, you can deposit that by just taking a picture of it. That technology was developed by USAA. A lot of people don't know this. We actually license that technology to the banks around the world. And it was developed because, to your point, when somebody is deployed in the field, there is no ATM machine to go and deposit that check or they're deployed somewhere even in the US, uh, ATM machines were not that easily available. So we did 
developed the technology around the photo capture of checks. On the insurance side, another example, right? So we have this program today where we do behavior-based insurance. So your insurance policy pricing is tied to how you drive and the time of day you drive and all of that kind of stuff. We recognize that our members don't have control on some of the elements of those, such as, for example, regular customers like you and I probably don't drive at 2 a.m. And we know that people driving at odd times of the year are higher risk and therefore the prices could be different. So when we were developing this product, we actually took that factor out from our pricing because we knew our members did not have control on that factor. There is a third aspect around telematics data privacy, right? We are much more focused on the privacy given, again, and the uniqueness of our members and the location tracking and all of that that is enabled there. And we try to do certain things there that can mask that. So we are absolutely focused on figuring out what our member needs are and how we can design the product in such a way that takes into account the uniqueness of our membership. So the overall mandate for USAA's system modernization initiative was to better serve your members. So going above for those who have gone beyond, how do you incorporate member input into your new product initiative to ensure you're delivering what they need? Some of it is kind of what I, the way I would describe it is the standard techniques around research and member surveys and all of that. But I think we do things much more beyond what the standard research and member surveys do. We have what is called an innovation lab. And the reason I'm, I'm calling that out is one of the things on that innovation lab maintains is employees' ideas. So uh, number one, our employee base is like our membership, meaning we draw a lot from the veteran population and military family. So our membership and our employee base are matched in terms of understanding each other. In fact, I know on our team right now, somebody is deployed. So we understand, number one, what he is going through, what his families are going through, what they need. So there is a strong affinity with the membership, with our employees, that we can understand what each of us goes through that we can incorporate into our product development. The other thing we do for all our uh, new employees when they come in is we actually have a full three-day session where you're immersed in the military culture. You understand how the military operates, how the families operate, stories from the front line. The other thing we do on an annual basis is for our leaders. We have what is called military acumen events where we uh, actually go and participate in exercises with uh, branches of the military. For example, I spent uh, a day and a half at Fort Bragg uh, interacting with the military members going through their training, going for dinner and lunch with them, talking about different things, eating MREs with them. So I understand the life of a soldier, understand what the life feels like in the front line. So there's a lot of these things we do besides the standard member research and member survey kind of stuff. And as you, as you know, probably we are seen as the gold standard in terms of member services at NPS. I think it is the highest in terms of our member satisfaction and our retention is high in the 90s. Hopefully gives you a sense of how we incorporate member feedback. Now that's super helpful. And regarding your MPS score, I think what really resonated and what's helping to deliver that high score is the employee base is the veteran member base. So there is an instant understanding of the member's situation. Thank you for sharing that, Debbie. So there isn't a department called sales at USAA. Growth is not your key focus. You cross sell, you upsell to to ensure the member is fully covered. With that in mind, how do you measure the success of your new product initiatives? 
Yeah, so I think there is a couple of things we look at in our mission. We talk about enabling the financial security of our members, and we look at things like our number of members served, NPS, retention, all of those things. The Where the trick is in new products gets a little tricky, right? You are starting out and you have to, to look at whether the hypothesis you have about a new product that members need it and want it is going to work out. So starting out with brand new products, I know we'll talk about small business which we launched this year we are looking measuring that in terms of the number of policies sold and the number of member-owned businesses that we are serving but we are very focused on digital conversion member satisfaction the stories that we hear from our members are i love the idea of my business is now besides my car and my home being secured by usa i also have my business which is a large part of my future financial security being served by usa so we definitely look at much more than just the financial metrics of sales and profits. USAA is renowned for fostering innovation in-house. Last time I looked, you have 800 patents and several hundred employees dedicated to innovation. You've done a tremendous job of creating an innovation culture by facilitating a bottom-up approach to employee ideas. Can you describe this process to our listeners and how it helps your team generate viable new ideas? So we do have a platform where employees can suggest ideas to going back to your point, which you eloquently made from my point around employees are our members also and they live that life so they can understand what our members are going through so that employee platform is a valuable source of new ideas we of course do a lot of member research we do a lot of work when you think about new product ideas we do a lot of work around strategy and kind of our future visions or what we call disruption coming to the industry and what we think where that disruption will land up so kind of a version of scenario planning and saying what does the world look like a few years from today and how do we think the member will be interacting with us our products what will be their needs where do we think our membership is going where do we think technology is going where do we think usa should be so that we can start future proofing from now so bring all of that together as inputs and then obviously once we have some ideas doing some quick mvps and testing in different states and cities to then decide what the right product would be before we launch something the other source of idea for us we have an agency right so for products that we do not manufacture ourselves we do use the agency to broker to other carriers right so the agency is a full-fledged agency like any independent agency would be that gives us some input as to what member needs are also if we don't have a product today we use the agency to place it with carriers we say oh members are looking for xyz product now and we need a partner we do that but if that takes off we say okay is this something we should bring in-house and manufacture ourselves and then we do the classic, you know, build by ally kind of conversation to decide what we want to build versus what we want to broker through the agency. This is such great information. Before we continue, listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to InsureTalk on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this is Laura Drabik, and let's get back to our conversation. I'm talking with Devi Mahanti, Head of Product Innovation at USAA. Okay, congratulations on your small business insurance or SBI go live with Guidewire. Yeah, it's an exciting product that we've launched. Again, just to give you some context, is the 
first new product in over 30 years at USAA. First new product in 30 years. Congratulations. So can you talk to us about what was the business strategy behind introducing a Main Street America commercial line product to your members? Yeah, early 2018, we had a strategy offsite with our board where we had a conversation about what the next 10 years looks like for our businesses. And three years ago, if you remember, there was a lot of conversation around autonomous cars and how it might change auto insurance and the overall insurance business. And we presented a slide to the board where we said, we don't know exactly how the world will play out in what quarter and what year, but we think as technology changes, number one, the auto insurance business, which is the main business that USA has, is probably going to decline as a business in the long run. Second thing we said is member needs are changing, how they interact with our products, how they buy our products, what their product needs are. A classic case, maybe we have cell phones that we need to protect before we may not have had cell phones that we wanted to protect, right? So member needs are changing. More and more, the economy is going towards a world where a lot of people are becoming sole proprietors and we were seeing a lot of businesses being started by veterans. So as we looked at that strategy, we committed to the board that we need to launch some new products to future-proof USA from the potential decline in auto insurance, but also meet our member needs. And what we saw from when you looked at the second point around member needs, we saw a lot of members starting their own businesses. Either they were driving for Uber or Lyft, or they were doing Etsy and other things, or they were actually doing bigger businesses than just solo proprietors. And we didn't have a product for that. And we also saw that in our agency, a lot of members were coming in and and buying small business insurance products. We said, look, this is a great opportunity for us to get a new product into the market. Our members were telling us that we do like the idea that you provide a small business insurance solution, but we do not like the idea that it is provided by a third-party carrier. We would rather have a USA product, a USA claim service, a USA insurance card, so to speak. So that was the strategy of saying, okay, we have a small business insurance need. Our members are asking for it. We see it in the agency growth. We see it as a future proofing for a potential decline in auto insurance. And that's how basically we decided to kind of bring a small business insurance product for our membership. Future proofing USAA from a decline in auto and also meeting member needs. Well done. So with small business insurance, you took a greenfield approach. No legacy systems, no legacy code. Why did you take this strategic approach with this new line? Number one, it was a new product, so we didn't have actually the technology to do the product the way we wanted it. USA has no experience doing commercial products, and so therefore even mundane aspects like how you set up a commercial product, which is very different than an auto insurance product, was different. So we knew that we needed a new way of thinking and a new technology platform. On top of that, we wanted to have as much of a digital experience as possible. We knew commercial business is less digital than personal lines. It requires more consultation, so to speak, with agents, but we wanted a much more streamlined digital experience for simple risks. We wanted more agility so we could change things and we wanted speed. And And I think the agility point and the speed point are as important as the digital point. I think one of the things as an innovation leader, uh, my goal is to get to market as quickly as possible. And I have a hunch that members will like something. I have a hunch that the market will be receptive to the idea I have, but that hunch may be 80% right. It 
it might be borne out by the research, but till I get to market, until I hit the wallet of my member, I have no clue if I've done it right. So the quicker you get to market, the quicker you can make sure that a member is experiencing the product and is actually giving you real feedback, the better it is, because then you can quickly get feedback and it's not a survey question, because I feel like there is a huge gap between what people say on a survey and what they actually do when they have to pull out their wallet or their credit card. A follow-up point on that, it would be that once your idea hits the wall of, of the wallet and meets some resistance, you want agility to be able to change things. So you want a platform that can be quickly adapted to take that feedback from the member and say, okay, I thought XYZ was going to work. Member has given me feedback that X doesn't work and Y and Z works, but I want to add A. I want the agility of being able to change that quickly. It was important for us to have a greenfield approach so we could just have a technology platform which is flexible, which can get to market quickly and meet our member needs and get feedback from the members as quickly as possible. So to get to market quickly, you took a minimum viable product approach or MVP. It's a product with enough features to attract early adopter customers and validate a product idea. Can you talk about the benefits of taking this approach with your new product initiatives? We Number one, get want to get to the market quickly. So the simple product is the easy way to get out so you don't add a lot of complexity and do a lot of programming. Two, as a company, we do not have a lot of experience on the commercial side. So you want to get out with the simple one so you can learn. And third, we want to actually, as we develop this product, we want to get to a product which is actually unique for our membership. But we don't know what are the needs of our members from that uniqueness aspect. So we wanted to get to market with an MVP quickly. We used a ISO-based product, which meant that we basically took a product that is standard in the marketplace that can be easily approved by all of our states. As you know, insurance is regulated at a state level, so you have to get state-by-state state approval. So again, going with the speed, if you could get a product that was already approved in a state, that made it easy. But then get quick feedback from our members, and our going-forward approach would be to think about how do we modify this product to make it unique to our membership, whether it is the types of businesses our members may be starting because maybe our members are over-indexed in the photography business versus the real estate business. And then the type of things that they do within that business for us to create customizations that would be saying, okay, as a veteran or a military member or a member of USA, we're going to give you this extra feature that no other carrier in the insurance industry does, which is tied to the fact that you're a veteran and you do XYZ, whatever that is. So the advantage of going with an MVP product was, again, speed, lack of experience on our side, getting into markets is quickly as possible, easier to get our states approved. And then now the fun part begins where we get that feedback and then we go to a more robust, fully loaded product. USAA takes a mobile first approach on many initiatives and often doesn't end up building a website presence. Debbie, how does mobile factor into what you do and your new product initiatives? Yeah, it is a big factor in uh, some of our new products. So one of the big products we've launched in the last 18 months is what we call a behavior-based insurance product, which is on the auto insurance side, you can get discounts based on how you drive. And so it's it takes into account your uh, speed, your harsh braking, cornering, and all of that kind of stuff and gives you a discount. If you're a, Obviously, if you're a safer driver, you get a better price. That program is totally digital. You download an app, uh, you give the permission, 
emissions and when you get into your car and drive we can give you a score at the end of every drive it allows us to actually with that mobile app to engage more intimately with our members in the sense that we can give you feedback after every drive this drive was great you sped on so and so corner or whatever so there is a coaching element to it and then we are working on testing some things with that digital app to now see if we can automatically detect crashes so when a claim happens god forbid hopefully it does not but if it does happen then we can proactively reach out to you make sure that you're okay and actually in fact start populating your claims which actually we're using your guidewire technology in the claim center to say how do we digitally submit a claim so no more calling into a 1-800 number and giving all the details we have most of the details in terms of the location of the claim the time of day all of that so mobile is becoming more and more an important way to interact with our members both from the product and our claim side and the entire value chain actually including sales and service we need to take another break if you're enjoying this podcast and would like to review more of my thought leadership please see evangelist.guidewire.com now let's get back to our conversation with devi mahanti it's estimated that half of the american workforce will be freelancers or part of the gig economy by 2028 how are you positioning innovation and product initiatives to ensure your members are covered in this new economy the telematics product that we just talked about is tied to how you drive and what you drive for a lot of our insurance businesses is now going towards where in some portion you're driving for your personal reasons meaning you're going to work or you're going to a movie theater which is covered by your traditional standard auto insurance policy but in then some portions you might be doing uber or lyft or doordash or something that portion is actually a commercial activity and should be priced differently and we're beginning to develop some products using the telematics data you can turn on and turn off your insurance product depending on what you're doing so if you're doing uber it's more a commercial activity the insurance product should be slightly different and we would use the telematics data to say okay maybe for $10 extra you can just do this uber coverage at this time we have not launched that product yet but that's where we are going towards to say in the gig economy using the telematics data we can now meet the needs of the member depending on how they're using that product so that's a great example of thinking about where the world is going our member needs are changing and how our products need to meet their needs Last year, 2020, even with the pandemic, global insure tech investment was around $6 billion. That's significant. How are you integrating insure techs into your initiative? You know, there was a great quote I heard recently. We look at startups and we all say, hey, we can do that too, except we don't have the speed, agility, and what I would say patience or intellectual perseverance to get that done, right, in a, in a big company. And then we obviously have a lot of legacy technology systems that we have to overcome. But we are constantly engaged with insurtechs either on a one-on-one basis or as part of consortiums around accelerators or with VCs. Also at USA, I have a big VC fund that invests in startups. So we are constantly evaluating and looking at pitch books from startups, both from a financial investment perspective and from enabling some business activities. So we are an investor in Snapsheet, right, which is a claims efficiency enablement technology, and we use 
use them in some of our claims processes. So that's another way we do uh, things. And then uh, an exciting thing that this is like hot off the press. We just recently announced an acquisition of an insure tech called Nobler, which is a usage-based auto insurance company started by ex-Metro Mile and insurance alumni. So this was a classic case of that process of thinking of what our member needs and engaging with our insure tech partners and looking at some of the startups and saying, do we want to partner with them? Do we want to acquire them? Do we want to build something through the agency with them? So we announced this acquisition. We are planning to essentially after close, think about how we will launch the nobler usage-based insurance product. This would be an insurance policy in the auto side. Uh, your pricing will be dependent on how much you drive and how you drive. So, if, And it's a fixed and variable pricing model where you pay a fixed price for your type of car and where you live. And the variable pricing is tied to how and how much you drive. Linking it back to our membership, it's a great product because if you think about our young enlisted members who are on base, have a car to just drive during the weekend or are deployed and have a family and they have two cars and one of the cars is sitting in the garage when they're deployed, this product will be excellent for them. It's a great example of where we are leveraging InsureTech value proposition to drive a better product, a better member service, a better experience using telematics and all of those things. So the industry's average retention rate is 84%. Contrast that to USAA's retention rate of a whopping 98%. That is so impressive. Debbie, what is your secret to retaining customers? Is it the one-stop shopping for all financial investments or delivering outstanding member service? How do you maintain such high retention rates? Yeah, I think this is absolutely an astounding number. I, even before I came to USA, in my life as a consultant or I at the Hartford, when we used to look at like a chart of NPS and retention and all of those things, we would have this dot and the top right corner, which we would say, let's ignore that because that's USA. We None of us can match that. Let's compare ourselves to the rest of the industry who was clustered on the left-hand side, right? I think the secrets there is not the one-stop shop in my view. It is about delivering outstanding member service. And throughout this podcast, we've talked about a lot of the elements of that. Having members and employees who share the same value and understand each other. Doing the little things right, making sure that we all understand the mission of the company, understand what does it take to deliver on that mission, and making sure we instrumented our measurement systems internally to look at that on a very regular basis. We have a process that essentially manages towards this, meaning we are looking at the retention, we're looking at the NPS, we're looking at the metrics below that, everything you can think of, meaning the product pricing, the product features, the member contacts, how those conversations are going, how can we fine tune those things. For example, if you did come and listen to our calls or you looked at the metrics we measure, the rest of the industry, for example, on just the call center metrics, looks at a lot of things like average handle time. And the theory being that the lower handle time you have, the more efficient you are and therefore the expenses are lower. We don't look at that as much. We are much more focused on making sure the call met the needs of our members. And if you listen to that, you'll see a lot of the conversation starts out by saying, thank you for your service, understanding where you're coming from before you even get to the product and their questions. Now, obviously, we, I'm, you know, I'm not saying all those conversations happen exactly the same way, but our member service reps and our claims reps are, are trained to make sure that that happens. Even today, for me, who has been here for you know a couple of years, if I'm on a plane and I meet somebody who says, who do you work for? And I say, USA, and they say, oh, great, 
I'm a member, my first instinct, and this is becoming part of my habit, is a thank you for your membership and thank you for your service. So it's part of the culture that has been developed over the years that leads to this high member satisfaction. And then you have to do the product side right. You know, the features, how you treat your members when a claim happens, that's when, you know, your promise and your reality meet head to head, right? And we are absolutely laser focused on NPS and retention. Debbie, thank you very much for your time today and for being a wonderful Guidewire customer. You have showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. Thank you, Laura. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information. 